We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Tori Simone, and it's a bright and sunny Thursday morning when I'm filming this episode today. Um, I'm in the Stratted Home office. I uploaded a YouTube video last week um, showing you guys the office, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, you guys can go watch that YouTube video and see what I am talking about. Um, before we get into today's topic, I want to thank you guys for all of the kind responses for my first episode back last week. Uh, I was listening to the episode um, once it was published and I realized I sounded like kind of sad in it. Um, I'm not sad. I think I was just talking quietly because uh, my voice kind of echoes when I talk in the office. So I didn't want to disrupt anyone. I, I really don't know why I was talking kind of quietly, but I sounded like kind of sad. I'm not sad. Um, doing great. And, um, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but thank you guys so much for all of the kind responses and the positivity. It's just so amazing to come back onto a platform that is nothing but positive. And it's no secret that this podcast is my favorite platform. Um, I uploaded a YouTube video yesterday, but it was actually a week ago for you guys. I uploaded it on Wednesday. Um, but this morning is Thursday, like I said, when I was filming it. And when I was like getting ready this morning, I was dreading reading the comments. Um, but I did read the comments and everyone was pretty much saying like, oh my God, you are thriving. You are literally glowing. Like you look amazing, which was so nice because when I was editing the video, um, I wasn't that happy, honestly, with like what I saw. And that kind of segues into today's episode. Um, so I do just want to do a huge trigger warning before we are talking about, uh, eating disorders and the struggles with food and the relationship with food. Um, I want to put out a huge disclaimer that I am by no means in any sense of the way certified to diagnose, to give advice, literally anything. This is just a 22-year-old girl sitting down, talking to a friend at a sleepover, drinking a glass of wine, talking about my relationship with food. That's that's all it is. If you want to listen, um, I would love it and maybe you can feel like you relate. I find that the more I talk about it, the more people confide in me as well and kind of tell me that they feel a similar way or they have felt a similar way. Um, I talk with my roommate a lot about it 
because um, she's in a really good spot right now with um, food. But, you know, we always say like we don't know any girl that has a normal relationship with food. Um, whether they've struggled at one point or another, it's a very common thing that is kind of taboo to talk about. And I don't mind being the voice of it. Um, I think it's a healthy conversation to have, but again, if you don't want to listen to this episode, please don't. I'm not forcing anyone to listen to this and I don't want anyone to say, or I don't want anyone to let this episode be a catalyst for an unhealthy relationship with food if you have a healthy relationship with food um, and weight and body image and all of that sort of stuff. So we are going to be talking about kind of touchy subjects today. I have like a bullet point list of things, but other than that, it's really just going to be flowing off the top of my head. Um, So with all of that said, let's get into today's episode. I am very passionate about this topic and I'm really excited to be a voice for this topic. Not that I'm going to be offering advice in this episode because honestly, I'm probably not. Um, but it's, it's definitely, sorry, that was my chair. Um, it's definitely just nice to be able to open up this conversation and I would love for it to continue, whether it's on this platform or whether it's on my Facebook group, with the, which is Manifest with Tori Simone. I think it's important to talk about. And like I said, I'm happy to, to guide it. So uh, let me circle back to what I was saying. So I was editing my video that I uploaded on Wednesday. And before that, the last video that I uploaded was Um, just a day in my life, both of those videos were sponsored and very quickly on a side tangent. Um, most people like don't really complain about sponsored content anymore, which I really appreciate. Um, but there really isn't a difference with ads being played on a video and then us doing ads as influencers, which you guys know, I hate that term, but for lack of a better term, we'll use it today. Um, There's really no difference. And also remember, it's a global pandemic. So I've taken huge pay cuts. So I really got to, you know, make make some money, girl. And um, they're brands that I literally love, like Aloe Yoga and Lululemon. Like, are you kidding me? That's a dream. So yes, I'm going to keep taking those sponsorships. But there was a comment on both videos. Might have been from the same user. I didn't really do any research or check, but whatever. Comment on both videos. The One of the top comments on the video that I posted in maybe August, I think it was. Um, it was like, wow, like how'd she get so chunky? And I was like, that's, that sucks. Um, that really set me off because I always noticed myself gaining weight. And that was a big reason why I I didn't want to post videos because I didn't want to make it look like I like let myself go. Um, so I was like, man, like if someone else can see it, then it is a problem. So after that, um, I was like, you know, I'm just not going to post videos anymore. Like I, I don't want to open myself up to being subjected to hate. And then people say it's like, Oh, justified. Cause I put myself out there. No, it's, it's literally not justified. Like just because I put myself online doesn't mean you have to be mean. Like I don't get that. Um, but anyway, so that was one comment. And then, um, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it again. Uh, I'm, I took like a month and to like really think about it. And I was like, you know what? I really should. So I posted another video and again, a comment was like, we can be sure of two things when she comes back that she's posting a sponsored video and that she's gained more weight. And everyone was really kind to that person that commented that and said like, oh my God, like why, like why would you say this to somebody? Like you never comment on someone's weight. So for that, I really do appreciate it. One of my friends, Caroline even responded back to it. So Caroline, if you're listening, thank you. Um, I'm going to text you today, but Uh, It really, you know, like reading that stuff sucks, especially because I, I see it and now I know that other people see it too. Um, And that kind of just made me want to talk about it because even over the summer, um, there were a lot of comments about my weight and it's just like, why is it even a topic of discussion? Like why is anyone's weight a topic of discussion, whether they're skinny or overweight or gained weight or lost weight, there's just other ways to compliment people. And sometimes men in particular will comment on a girl's weight to use it as a compliment, but it's just, it just misses every time. Um, I can give you a couple of examples. Um, one example was my friend over the summer, 
Um, he would see me in like bikinis because I lived at the beach. Um, so he would see me in like bikinis and you know, whatever, just bikinis. But I, I've known him for a couple of summers now. So the first summer that I met him was when I was at a really low weight. I was vegan. Um, or actually, no, I just came off of being vegan, but I was still at like a pretty low weight. I was probably like 120 pounds. I'm 5'5 for reference too. Um, So I was probably like 120 pounds and I was just really, really tiny. I was uh, freshly 19 and that's when he met me. Um, So fast forward, you know, three or four summers later, I'm now 22. I don't weigh 120 pounds anymore and whatever. He would see me in bikinis this summer and I'm assuming that he would just compare it to other years that he saw me in a bathing suit. Um... Obviously, I look different. My body's different than it was when I was 19. Um, So later on in the summer, I was like out, out to dinner with like him and all of their friends and stuff. And I was wearing like a cute, like a top and like shorts, but like the way the outfit was, like it definitely made my waist look slim. um, And like, I don't, it just, it was like a very hourglass figure looking kind of outfit. Um, So when I was wearing that, he was like, wow, like you look really good. Like, you look like you lost weight and like, thank you. But I didn't lose weight. If anything, I actually probably gained it since the beginning of summer. I didn't lose weight. And you're only saying that because I can shape my body differently in clothes than I can in a bikini. Like there's not really much you can do in a bikini other than like suck in and like pull the bottoms of your bikini up to make your legs look really long. Um, But yeah, like there's not much you can do. But what I'm saying was he meant to compliment me and my body and be like, oh my God, you look so good. But like it just fell flat because uh, you said that I look good because I lost weight when I didn't lose weight. And I know that's also me overanalyzing it and overthinking it and, you know, blah, 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 all sorts of stuff. But it's true. Like Like weight just doesn't need to be commented on, especially with a girl. And little comments like that can really trigger a lot for people like maybe someone that has always had a very healthy relationship with food they hear that one comment and they're like oh wait should I be worried about my weight should I be thinking about my weight or if it's someone like me that has an unhealthy relationship with food they listen to that comment and it can spiral them um also just another tangent um everything I'm saying in this episode it's not to get pity like Emma Chamberlain posted a video and she was like, it's kind of weird, like oversharing on the internet because you're so comfortable sharing to the internet as like your literal therapist, but then people in your life that, you know, like friends and family, like step forward and they're like, Oh my God, like, I didn't know you felt this way, blah, blah. And it's like, Oh my God, let's not talk about it personally. So that's kind of weird like that. But like I said, I'm not sharing this for sympathy because I'm actually in a much better place with food than I was even a month ago. Um, so I feel very comfortable talking about this now and just knowing that like the journey of a healthy relationship with food um, is going to be something that I work on for a long time and I'm happy to work on. Um, but I'm not saying any of this stuff for sympathy. I'm really just kind of there to be a voice of the topic. Anyway, Um yeah, so it's just like weight comments, like we just really don't need it. And like there was one over, one other comment over the summer that like really spiraled me. Like, I don't know, like it was just some guy that I was like kind of dating. His friend like called me fat without meaning to call me fat, but still like called me fat without meaning to call me fat. It was like a really weird thing and that completely spiraled me. Um, and then to see the comments online and I was like, wow, like I have to do something about this. But my problem is, now we're, now we're really going to get into it. So I kind of talked about this in my very first episode ever on this podcast, which was called I'm Confused. And it's actually my most popular episode. And everyone that listens to my podcast listens to that episode. And pretty much everyone's like, dude, I totally agree. <laughs> like They're like, everything you said in there is spot on. And I've listened to that episode recently and it's still true. Like there are so many things in that episode that I said where I'm like, damn, it's been a year and a half and I'm still confused about it. Um, so it doesn't really go away, but, uh, it, it's just like, here's the thing with me whenever I hear those kind of comments, um, I spiral, but in a sense of 
I'm not going to do anything about it. Like for me, the thing that I struggle with the most is binge. Um, I have a fear of being hungry and I don't know why. Um, I have a theory that I'll kind of get into in a little bit, um, but I'm not really sure why. Um, And I didn't think that I had any sort of problem for a while until like this one time that I binged in November, which I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, But the thing is like when I hear comments like that and I spiral, I don't do anything about it. I fear being hungry, but I fear being anorexic more. Does that make sense? Um, And this is where we're definitely going to start talking about like actual disorders. So please, again, take this with a grain of salt. I'm not certified. I'm not a doctor. I'm literally just a girl talking to you guys. Um, I like for me, it's so weird. Here's where like in my mind, it gets like all messed up for in my mind, how I think about it. It's either like, well, you got to pick like, do you want orthorexia? Do you want bulimia? Do you want binge or do you want anorexia? And out of all of it, I'm like, eh, binge sounds probably the best, which is so weird and so crazy for me to think. Um, definitely food is all I think about. Like I wake up and I think, what time am I going to eat? Uh, one's breakfast. When am I going to be eating after that? What time am I going to have coffee? Am I getting in enough macronutrients? Am I getting carbs, proteins, fats? Am I having too much of this? Am I having not enough of that? Like it's all day, every single day. And frankly, it's exhausting. Um, it is so exhausting. And I will just continue on that spiral in my mind of like, okay, tomorrow's the day of where I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then for three days, I'm really good. And then on the third day, I binge because I'm like, oh my God, like I've been eating really good. Like I can do it. I can, you know, I can, I can have whatever I want, but once I start, I can't stop. And that's where it comes from. Um, so that's like recently. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, But I kind of want to talk about how this all started. And I feel like it's really important about the environment that you grow up in kind of like molds you into how you are when you're older. Obviously, we all know that. But I'm talking specifically specifically with food. Um, uh, When I was really young, I would always just journal about how I looked. And I remember my mom found my journal one time when I was like nine or 10, maybe eight. And in it, I just said that I was like fat and that I needed to go on a diet. Um, and I was like 70 pounds, maybe like I was really, really small as a kid. I was literally stick and bones to the point where when I was in eighth grade, I had to drink like those ensure shakes during my algebra class, which was like after lunch, which I don't know, or something like that. I had to like drink shakes to gain weight because I was just so small. And it wasn't that I wasn't eating. I was, I think I was actually eating a lot. My metabolism would just, like I just couldn't put on weight even if I tried. Um, So I just remember like really young, just like saying stuff like that. And like, I don't even know where I would have heard that. It, you know, it could be from parents. It could be from friends. It could be from, you know, older siblings. It could be from TV shows. Who knows? We did watch Biggest Loser all the time. Maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but I do just remember like writing that I would need to diet when I was like 10 or eight or nine, which is like crazy because I just, I didn't. So it's always just been something that I've like grown up with, but I've never really even, I didn't even know what a diet was to be completely honest. Um, I started working out a lot when I was in ninth grade, partly because I stopped softball, um, when I was in eighth grade, another part because I was depressed and I wanted to feel better and working out made me feel a lot better. Another reason was because my friend Brisa did it and I was like, Oh my God, I'll go to the gym with you. So we went to the Y together. And another reason was, um, I had a crush on a kid in my ninth grade, um, math class. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. That feels like yesterday. Yeah. That was my ninth grade math class. I had a crush on this kid and he would always go to the gym right after school. So I went right after school, um, wanted to see him still to this day. I think I've talked maybe three words to him, but whatever. Anyway, um, I would just work out all the time and I really liked it. I like my friend Brees and I would like look at pictures of abs and be like, Oh my God, we're going to get abs like this. And like, we were literally sticks. Like we didn't need to be working out, but we did it because it was like fun. It was social. It was like whatever. And then that's sort of when I remember like the whole topic of weight kind of began. Um, I got my period going into 10th grade. It's like the summer between ninth and 10th grade is when I got my period. And that's when I really started noticing my body change. Um, 
my hips got a little bit bigger. I got um, just a little more meat on my bones, kind of in like the right places though. Like, I don't know, like my butt got a little bit bigger. My boobs got a little bit bigger. Um, I just kind of filled out in a way that was really, I don't know, I, I really liked my body. Um, I just sort of filled out. Like I kind of just became like growing into like my womanly body. I was like 16 at the time um, and I really liked it. I didn't really think much of it other than I was eating primarily healthy and I felt good most of the time. And that really continued up until my junior year of high school. Um, I eventually moved out to LA at the end of my junior year of high school. And when I was out in LA is what I put on like the LA 15 as I call it. So out in LA, um, I put on some weight just because I was like drinking and getting high with like weed and whatever. And I'd post mate like brownies and whatever, like all the sort of junk food. So I came home and I was like, Oh my God, like I put on some weight. So I tried to lose it. And that's when I got into spin and that's when I got into being vegan. And I really honestly think being vegan is what started the whole spiral of my relationship with food that I have now, because prior to that, I don't remember thinking like this that much. I don't really even remember obsessing over food the way that I do now. Um, so let's talk about that. Cause I think this can be kind of controversial. Um, so when I was vegan, I loved it because it was so restrictive, but in that restriction, I could have whatever I wanted. So I could have tons and tons of fruits and vegetables and beans and starches, rice, potatoes, like anything vegan, I could have a ton of vegan pizza, vegan cookies, vegan snacks, like any vegan junk food. And that's kind of like what the vegan community preaches. It's like, oh my God, you can have whatever you want in abundance as long as it's vegan and you will always lose weight. And it worked for me. Um, I had so much vegan food and I lost so much weight. Um, I think I at my lowest that I ever weighed was 114 pounds, which is so small. I looked so tiny. And like you guys can see it on my YouTube channel. Like I was tiny. Um, there was this video of me that um, my ex took at his house over the summer, like right before I went to Alabama. And I look back at that video all the time because he took it of me. He was like, un his mom was like unboxing a perfume and he put the camera on me and I just looked like a literal skeleton. Like I looked like a 12 year old skeleton. I had no meat on my bones. I was stick and bone and I was eating vegan. Um, I would have like oatmeal in the morning and then I would have almonds before lunch. And then at lunch I would have a peanut butter and banana sandwich, apples and peanut butter, carrots and hummus. I would go home. I would have avocado toast. Uh, I think one or two slices of avocado toast. And then I would have a banana and then I would go to spin and then I would come home and, um, I would either go over to my ex's house and have whatever his mom made for dinner. Or my mom would make me like this bean stir fry and I would eat that. And I just did that every single day and I lost so much weight. And being vegan was great in the moment. And I always said like, I'll never get out of being vegan. It's the best thing ever. And then eventually I just, the carbs, they caught up to me and I started just getting a little, you know, fluffy from the carbs. And I remember reading like articles of soul cycle instructors and they would always say like, Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna catch up to you. And you know, you think you can eat whatever you want, but it catches up to you. And I'm like, there's no way. This was when I already moved home from Alabama. So I was still kind of vegan at the time, but I was toying around with not being vegan. I was training to be a spin instructor. So I was like reading all this stuff and they're like, oh, it definitely does. I'm like, there's just no way. Like if you work out so much and if you eat vegan, like it just doesn't catch up to you. Lo and behold, it started to catch up to me. And that's when I was like, okay, this doesn't really make sense. So I'm going to stop being vegan, stop being vegan. It was like world war three on the freaking internet, whatever. Stop being vegan. And as soon as that happened, I went apeshit. Like I ate whatever I could get my hands on. And I think it was because I restricted so much for uh, about a year. Um, I was restricting so much 
when it came to what kinds of food that I could eat. It wasn't that I was restricting calories, but it was just restricting food groups. Obviously, no meat, no dairy, all that sort of stuff, no eggs, um, no animal products. And then once I could eat animal products again, I just went wild, like wild. But I was still eating healthy. I wasn't binging, but like whatever I could get my hands on, I would. Um, so that went on for about a year and I was always conscious of it. And that's when the thoughts would kick in because I would eat something that previously in veganism was bad or I shouldn't have been eating. And then I started eating it and I was like, okay, like I know, like knowledge is power. So I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, but it was just a lot of like a mind fuckery of like, oh my God, like I know what I'm doing. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be eating this. It was just a lot of guilt when I was eating, which obviously isn't a way to live and isn't a way to eat and doesn't help your gut when you eat all this sort of stuff. So then I would start looking into like dieting because I would put on some weight and obviously going from 114 pounds to 125 pounds was like, you know, 11 pounds. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm, I'm gaining weight. So I look into all these diets and that's when everything really started to spiral. I learned what macros were, were, um, I learned how to like properly track your calories, all that sort of stuff. And that's when all the dieting rules came in. Okay. And the myths, and that still, like, e- even to this day, I know better, but it still messes with me. And all, all of these myths, I think, can contribute to such an unhealthy mindset. For example, eating 30 minutes after you work out. What if I'm not hungry? Like, what if I don't want to eat after I work out? Why do I have to eat to get the gains? Okay, like, and then it's like, okay, well, have a protein shake, but not not almonds or, you know, eat, like, eat a steak, but not too much red meat. It's like, well, what, like, what am I supposed to do? And like plain and simple, what if I'm not hungry after a workout? Oh, but you got to eat because if you don't eat now, then you're going to binge later because you're going to be hungry later and you, you know, you restricted yourself now, blah, blah. It's, it's exhausting. Another myth, not eating past 8 PM or doing intermittent fasting, which honestly, intermittent sucks to say it. Intermittent fasting really works for me. Um, it helps a ton with my bloating and it works really, really well. But to put it simply, I get really hangry when I don't eat in the morning and the thought of restricting would lead me to a binge. So I know better, which sucks because it does work. But the whole thing of like, don't eat past 8 p.m. Why? What's going to happen if I eat at 8.03 p.m.? What's going to happen if I eat at 10.30 p.m.? Literally, what's going to happen? Is my body going to explode? No. So why can't I do it? Oh, because you're going to track your calories. Okay. Like, so what? Like it's exhausting. It is exhausting to think of all of these rules and all of these myths. Yes. While intermittent fasting might have science backed up to it, doesn't mean that it's going to work for me. doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. You can cherry pick anything to have it work in your favor. Anything. Um, I don't know. All I'm saying is like these things that were fed, meaning myths and you know, you're, you're, how many calories you should be eating in a day and how many macros you should be eating a day. There's always a new trend. There's always keto. There's always veganism. There's always paleo. There's always something new coming out. How is eating a block of cheese and bacon healthy for you, but eating an avocado isn't? Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's always going to be something cherry picked to work in the favor of what is trying to be sold to you. And if a keto works for you, I'm so glad I'm you know, ecstatic that you are where you want to be with your goal or on the road to it, moving the needle in the right direction, whatever it might be. But all I'm saying is that these like little rules really messed me up and they really sent me into a big spiral. Um, progressing on in my timeline, uh, in 2018, in October, I started dating a guy that I was 20 at the time. Yeah, I was 20 and he was 23. So he was like a little bit older than me and he had a job. He just graduated from Penn state. He, um, what I'm trying to say is like, he just had like money because he had like a job. Um, and he like, he was like a great little relationship thing to be in. He was awesome. He was super kind, really enjoyed my time with him. Um, didn't end up working out, but you know, he's, he's great. Um, but anyway, he, him and I would like always go out to eat. Um, that was like our thing. Like, you know how like relationship weight, like I never knew that that was like a thing until I met this kid. So him and I would always like go out to eat and I, we would just eat all the time. Like we would get like Chipotle and cheesesteaks and ice cream. Oh my God. We would, we would get so much food. Um, 
so I remember that there was one time while I was dating him, um, this was like the first time I actually remember saying to myself, like I used to eat really healthy and I've kind of like stopped eating really healthy, which is funny because he would care a lot about health and fitness too. Like he would go to the gym and he would take supplements and he was like a big Joe Rogan guy and all this sort of stuff. Like, you know, he loved like the healthy lifestyle as did I, we like would go to the gym together. We'd go to the studio together, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but like we would just pig the fuck out together. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like we would go to like Chipotle and cheesesteaks. Like we would just get anything. And it was like our way of like bonding with one another. Um, but I remember one time when I was dating him, you know, when I kept saying to myself, like, I'm actually eating pretty unhealthy when I'm dating him. I don't know why. Um, I'm going to try and fix it. We would fix it. We would like go on like these little like healthy eating spurts together and like, you know, it was fine, whatever. There was one time in November that when we were dating and it, I I say dating, it was very, I mean, we were like exclusively dating, whatever. We weren't like official, but you know what I mean? Um, a situationship, if you will. Oh my God. Two episodes in a row. I brought that up. Anyway, it was snowing. It was a snow day. He lived like an hour away from me or so. And it was snowing and um, he drove like a sports car. So it wasn't like the best in the snow. And my car needed new tires. It also wasn't the best in the snow. So he was at his house and I was at my house and I was like really bored because normally we'd be like hanging out, but I was like alone and he was at his house, whatever. Bored, couldn't see each other because of the snow. Um, so I made cookies and I was like, well, it's just me. So I'll just cut the recipe in half. Um, well I cut the recipe in half and they turned out to be a disaster. Um, I didn't know that baking was like chemistry, so it was a disaster. And, um, the cookies were pretty much the size of my head and I ended up making like three giant cookies. I meant to make three small cookies, but they turned out to be giant anyway. Um, they were like healthy, um, peanut butter cookies with like no sugar, like all that sort of stuff, no flour, grain free, sugar free, like all that sort of bullshit. Um, so I realized that they were huge and I had one and I was like, okay, like this is really good, but I'm not going to have the other two. So I like walked away. Um, and then I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And it was just like consuming my thoughts. It was all I wanted to do was eat those cookies. And, um, I literally packed them up and put them away. And I was like, no, we're not eating these cookies. It's all I thought about for an hour. I could not stop thinking about these cookies. And I was like, you know what? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen if I have one? So I had half of it and then I had the other half of it. And then I realized, I was like, I cannot stop. And I ate the, and I'm not kidding guys. These cookies were the size of my head. I wasn't hungry. I didn't want to be eating it. Um, but I ate this third cookie. And the whole time that I was doing it, I was hysterically crying. And I was like, cause I've known that I've had a problem with my food relationship for about a year at this point. Um, but this was like the first time that I like binged and like, I knew it was a binge and like, I knew what I was doing and I couldn't stop it. I felt so out of control. Um, binging is a weird thing. It's like in the moment, it's the greatest thing you're doing, but it's also the worst thing you're doing. And it feels so good to like surrender to this craving, but you feel the most guilt in the world and you just feel like disgusting. Um, yeah, I journaled, like I finished eating the cookie and I journaled and I wrote down in this journal and I was like, I recognize that I have a problem and I've thought about it for a while, but today like really signified it. I literally took a picture of myself and I was like, this is the last time I'm ever doing this. Um, little did I know it's not the last time it's been almost two years later and I'm still dealing with it. Um, but I definitely am better. I will say I'm absolutely better. And the needle is being moved in the right direction, which is all that I can do. Um, but that's sort of when I just remember it all started and it's been an exhausting journey ever since. Uh, it's been really eye opening, especially being in the fitness industry. I deal with people that have eating disorders every day and you have to be very careful of what you say, switching your verbiage of, Oh my God, you look great. Did you lose weight to, Oh my God, you look so happy. You're glowing. 
Um, you look beautiful. You, you, you just, you know, you radiate so much joy these days. Just switching that verbiage of taking the compliments away from weight and more towards them as a person. Um, how they bring joy to your life. Social media also definitely does not help at all with body image. You know, you see all these like people on, you know, Gymshark that have like insane bodies and you're like, oh my God, I'd love to do that. And then they post a girl that's um, overweight or not overweight, but just like real. And the comments are like, this is disgusting. Like, why would you post this? Blah, blah. And it's like, okay, why are, okay, let me just say this comment really quick. Why are girls always expected to have like these perfect little bodies, but men aren't? Like, it's also so much easier for a guy to get like abs than it is for a girl. Like, I'm at the gym and all these guys just have like these insane bodies. And I'm literally like, how? Like, are they just more dedicated? Like, do they just have, a stronger willpower than girls. Cause I don't believe that because I think girls, you know, are amazing. We are amazing. Um, but do guys just have more willpower than us? Like literally like, what is it? I swear to God, they do one crunch and they have a nine pack of apps. Uh, not fair. Anyway, that's just uh, my jealousy projecting onto my podcast. Um, but what I'm just trying to say is that it's exhausting to always think about food. Um, but I've definitely gotten a lot better. And I find that the more I talk about it, the more people will kind of like come to me and say like, you know, I've struggled with this too, or, oh my God, I think that way too. Or, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's more common than we think. And I think it just needs to be talked about more. Like I wish people talked about it more to make me feel like, you know, two years ago that I wasn't so alone. Um, And that I wasn't doing something so bad. Like there's such a bad notion around binge and around eating unhealthy. And like, I just, I don't know. I just wish it was talked about more that it's okay. And that you're going to be okay. I mean, there've just been so many days where I wake up like hating myself. Like this sounds gross, but like, I remember there was this one time over the summer I don't know what I was eating, but I was just like eating a lot of food. The next morning I woke up and I literally just wanted to like cut my legs like with a knife and just like cut my legs. And this is so graphic and gross, but literally I felt like this. I just wanted to cut my legs and like, like let the fat just like ooze out of my body, which sounds disgusting. And I know that, and sorry for the graphic, uh, that's probably in your head right now, but literally like I just would feel so gross and so ashamed of myself. And like, you shouldn't be ashamed. Like food addiction is a real thing. And like, I have always toyed around, like, am I addicted to food? Like, is it the feeling of eating? Is it emotional eating? Is it a craving? Because when I was with my ex, um, I lost 10 pounds because I just stopped binging. I got like a comfort from him and I didn't need to binge. Like I wouldn't look at food to comfort me. Um, and then when him and I broke up, I, I just started to binge again. And then over the summer when I was like kind of with someone, it just, it almost got worse. So I just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, is there a correlation with an emotional eating thing or like what, what could it possibly be? Now I'm just kind of rambling and like letting you guys be my diary, but, um, I don't know. I just, I know I'm not alone in this and I don't know. I'm just happy to be the voice to talk about it and to know that you guys aren't alone. Um, let me just talk about a couple things that have helped me. Um, a couple things that have helped me. Number one, there's a book. It's called Brain Over Binge. It's really, really great. Uh, it's very straightforward and um, it helped me a lot. A lot of people say it completely cured their binge. Um, it didn't cure mine for sure, but it helped it. I'll definitely say that. So it definitely helped it and just helps me recognize what it is. I've started binging significantly less. Um, another thing that's helped me is disrupting the pattern of wanting to binge. Um, so what that means is, you know, when I feel a craving to binge, um, 
typically it's because I'm bored and I'm rewarding myself with food. Like I'll just sit down in front of the TV and I'll eat. And that just sounds so great. Like sitting down in front of the TV, relaxing. Eating for me is being very mindless. Um, I feel like I always have to be on at the studio um, when I work. You know, you just have to be on all the time. So when I can eat, it's a time for me to be mindless. I don't have to be on. I can just shut my brain off. And I can just be mindless and it feels really, really good. What disrupting that pattern would do is eating while I'm working where I have to still be mindful, um, but just have to get the fuel in and to keep working because it is brain food. Um, When I feel really dragged down, I will, you know, eat while I work just a little bit um, and it helps me a lot. Uh, Another thing that really helps me is staying busy. Well, oh, hang on. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Disrupting that pattern of being mindless while I eat has been really, really beneficial. And you can disrupt the pattern with anything. Um, I watched this one video and this one guy had a really good analogy and he was like, all right, like think about one of your favorite foods to binge. Let's just say it's ice cream. Think about like how good. Actually, no, I don't want to talk about ice cream. I want to talk about those little sugar cookies, those like Pillsbury sugar cookies that have like those images on the front of them. Oh my God, those are so good. And I made them the other night at my friend's house. Um, Just think about like those little sugar cookies and how good they are and how they taste and how they smell and how they feel in your mouth and how they feel in your hands and how they make you feel and how comforting they are and just how good they are. And oh my God, the taste, the smell, it's all so good. And then as you're like envisioning them, just imagine your dog just puking all over them all over the cookies right there. What that's doing, it's disrupting a pattern. It's like taking a record player and scratching it. It won't ever play the same way. So the more you disrupt your patterns of wanting to binge, the less and less and less you'll want to binge. And then you won't binge if you don't want to binge. Um, binging is all an urge. And I really recommend to read brain over binge because she talks about your animal brain versus your human brain. Um, and how your human brain is control of all of our actions that we do, but our animal brain is the thing that has instincts for us, like to go eat or to have sex or to go to the bathroom, stuff like that. It's like instincts. Um, but you can't do any of those things. Like you can't get up and go to the bathroom. You can't get up and go have sex unless you, your human brain does the physical acts of whatever. Um, same thing with the binge. Like when we have the urge to binge, it's our animal brain saying, Oh my God, I need food right now. And then it's our human brain that has to go and take action. But we don't have to respond to the signals that our, that our animal brain is sending out. So it's really that whole thing of disconnecting yourself from your animal brain, um, which for me is actually pretty easy to do. I'm able to um, disassociate myself from my thoughts pretty easily. I do meditate. So that's like a big part of meditation is learning to disassociate your thoughts from your reality. Um, which is also something that I'm really big in with like manifesting and all that sort of stuff. So that's easy for me to do, but sometimes I just want to give into the binge and I will recognize that like when I'm binging, I know that it's an urge that I don't need to be giving into. And I'll say that I'll be like, I know this is binge. I'm disassociated from it, but I want to do it in this moment. And then when I tell myself that I want to do it and I do it and I feel guilty afterwards, it's like I knew what I was doing and I still did it the whole time. So the only person I should be mad at is myself, a human brain, because I told myself I knew what I was doing and I did it anyway. There has been a lot of times that I have been able to disassociate myself and talk myself out of a binge. And on times like that, I will literally get out of like my kitchen area. Like I'll go upstairs. um, I'll bury myself in a book. I will get busy on maybe work. I'll take a nap. Sleep always like helps me. Um, So yeah, that's just like a couple of things that I've done. Um, Being busy helps a lot. Like I kind of just said, Um, actually getting an office and like removing myself from my house to work has been a really big improvement um, because I now have to either go home to eat food or I have to bring it here. Um, And I don't know, I just find myself eating less and not wanting to binge as much because I'm not around my kitchen all the time and because I'm actually really satisfied in my life. I'm really satisfied with my work. I'm really satisfied with my friends. Um, I'm not dating anybody. So I'm really satisfied just like being alone kind of. (laughs) Um, but I'm just really satisfied right now. So I haven't really found like any need or urge or desire to binge. Um, another thing is I've been working really hard to, 
um, just feel better about myself in terms of eating healthy and working out more. And every time I have an urge to binge, I just remember waking up at 5 a.m. I remember going to the gym and how hard I'm pushing myself. And it's just like, I don't want a 20 minute episode to erase all the hard work that I'm doing by getting up every morning at 5 a.m., by going to the office and working really hard, by going to the gym, by going to the studio, by pushing myself really hard in my classes to all be erased by a 20 minute binge where I will consume like 3,000 calories. You know, it just, it doesn't, I try and think about it logically too, and it just doesn't make sense in my mind. And that's another way that I'm able to really talk myself out of it. Um, and then the last thing that's really helped me is realizing that I can eat whatever food I want if I want it. Um, if I want a piece of pizza, I can have it. But I also know that if I have one piece of pizza, I probably won't just have one. I'll probably have like the whole pie. <laughs> and do I really want to do that? And most of the time the answer is no. Um, I also know that there will always be food and I'm really privileged and lucky to know that I'm never going to be starved. Um, I can have any food I want whenever at any time. So being hungry isn't going to be the end of the world because I'm very fortunate and very lucky that I, if I am hungry, I can just go out and get the food that I'm craving or I can go out and get the salad that I really want. Or like I can do whatever I want when it comes to food because I'm always going to have it and I'm really lucky. Um, so that's another thing that's helped me is like just knowing that food is always going to be there when I need it. It's kind of just like a safety net in a weird way. And then the last thing I know I said that was the last thing, but this is really the last thing that's helped me out with, um, binging a lot less was cutting out the whole diet. I'm not dieting right now. Like fuck that. I, I can't do that because whenever I diet it, one, it's not sustainable. And two, it's just going to lead to a binge for me. Um, and I don't want to binge. That's the whole reason that I'm, I'm trying to get, that's the whole thing I'm trying to get away from is the binge. And you can't diet and binge. you can't diet without fixing the binge first place binge with any word, orthorexia, anorexia, bulimia, whatever relationship, anything. I can't diet until that's done. I can't diet until that's fixed. So for me right now, the thing I'm just focusing on the most is getting past that and fixing that and recovering from that. Um, so yeah, I'm just being conscious of what I eat. I, I like myself more when I eat healthy. I'm happier when I'm healthy. I'm happier when I work out and eat healthy. Um, so I'm just eating healthy because that's what makes me happy. And being happy is much more fun than being miserable and hating myself. So, um, yeah, I'm just focusing on eating healthy and making good conscious health decisions rather than diet and restrict my calories and count my calories and count how many macros I have and carbs and fats and proteins. Oh my God, it's, it's exhausting. And I don't want to do that. So I'm not dieting and I'm really happy to not be dieting. Um, and I really think that's helping a ton is straying away from the whole diet scene and just focusing on myself and focusing on getting rid of binge, um, binging, the acts of binging, I should say, because I'm not diagnosed um, with anything. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much everything I have to say on the topic today. Um, again, guys, I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but I do want to kind of open up this discussion. I think it's important to talk about and I'm happy to talk about it. Um, I'd love to carry on this conversation over in the Facebook group, Manifest with Tordy Simone. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I hope you guys are staying healthy out there and happy. Um, and I hope you guys are nourishing your soul and just having a blessed day. Um, so I will talk to you guys very soon. Happy Manifest Monday, everybody. Um, I love you guys. You are beautiful just as you are. You don't need any food to make you feel better about yourself. Um, just know that you're amazing as you are. And if you're struggling right now, know that you're not alone. Um, I believe in you. I'm right there with you. And yeah, you will get through this. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.